This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. I feel like I'm literally sitting in a germ chamber at the moment. Kate and Amy are both in the studio, so I don't know. I feel like I'm next. So if you don't hear from me in the next episode, you know what's happened. Yeah, it would just be you and me, Amy, except I'm not really talking to you because I'm so mad at you for giving me this cold. I don't understand how I got it Mm. and Dale didn't. It makes no sense. I have no idea. I would have thought Sophie would get it because we're the ones who spend all day with each other with our business. I I don't even spend that much time with you. Like, Mm. what the fuck? Well, some woman coughed in my face in a shopping center, so I think that's where I got it from so maybe we can channel our rage at her see I was channeling my rage at you but then also that kid at that Indian restaurant we went to that was coughing the other day as well (laughs) it's so funny though because my boss was saying how he never gets sick and it was okay that I was sitting near him and then he is actually off this week too so I feel like I'm like now that hated person in his his life at the moment well at least you weren't sick on our birthday because it was our I mean I don't know if anyone knows we had we did absolutely post so many photos on instagram about our birthday yes we were thrashing instagram a little bit do you know what though you say i wasn't sick on my birthday i had terrible food poisoning after that that actually leads on perfectly because for our birthday mum organized us this rainbow cake and i think we've spoken about it og listeners will remember we got this birthday cake for our 30th birthday well 30th going on five because i think it's really a kid's cake for well, a kid's it is, birthday. yeah it is a kid's cake so basically it's got the different tiers and it's red orange yellow green purple so it's rainbow and then it's got rainbow colored sprinkles around anyway it was really funny because after everyone ate the cake suddenly people started reporting that they were having green poos and it must be because all of the colors mixed together so we were kind of apprehensive we did order it again but strangely enough no one experienced the green poo again it is weird that green was the most dominant food dye out of all of them Mm. because you mixed the cake up at family dinner we had it again and it turned brown not green yeah so just to clarify everyone got the green poos on our 30th this year no green poos but sophie you said that there was a well-known english youtuber who was talking about having a pink poo well, i think that i think they did get that checked out of the doctor well, he, didn't, he didn't have a pink poo but he was eating pink food for 24 hours and he said that if he got 15,000 likes on the video he would be reporting back whether his poo was pink or not is that how desperate we are now for views <laughs> on and likes on things did he eat beetroot as a part of that diet Ah, yes, he actually had beetroot wrap, so definitely probably would be a pink poo coming his way. Can you you imagine if we were like, oh, once we hit a million subscribers, we'll um, take a photo of our green poo. Like, how repulsive. He didn't say he'd take a photo. He just said he'd report back. I think that was going a little bit too far. But you know, that's what boys do. They send each other photos of their poo. Oh, my God. Sorry. On the weekend, I was at an engagement party with one of Brandon's friends, and his friend is, like, poo obsessed. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but he is the sort of person and that he sends constant snapchats of his poo to the point where Brandon has to shield his phone because he oh. doesn't want me to see them and he just and it's funny because Is this, has this boy got a girlfriend? He's he's engaged. What the hell? Yeah, he's engaged. He's actually a really lovely guy, but um yeah, it's funny because 
Brandon works in a very corporate office environment and he said he constantly tries to send the videos to Brandon during the day so that his boss might see them. Actually, I think one of the basketballers at the 36ers was doing that too. It must be like quite a common thing. Can you imagine if girls did that? You know, you go out for dinner, you get home and just send a picture of your big poo to each other. How repulsive. Well, girls are so opposite. They're trying to pretend that they don't poo to all their friends. And then again... Well, then again, we are talking about it. So maybe girls are more open to talking about these mm. things. How do we get from our birthday on to poo? Like, that's just so foul. <laughs> Phil? Phil? Oh, no. Phil? Oh, Jesus. I thought it was a fart, sir. I thought it was safe. Micro-influencer Caitlin Rodriguez has sparked debate over influencers using charity donations as a marketing ploy to make more sales. Soph, what's going on? I feel like I can already hear a lot of people saying who is Caitlin Rodriguez because she is a micro-influencer. She is bestie of YouTuber Madison Woolley and she also hosts a podcast alongside her. And basically a number of months ago, she started a business called Wasteless. So the philosophy behind this business is that it recycles influencers new and pre-loved clothing so basically when an influencer gets gifted some clothes or they get paid to promote clothes they can then on sell the clothes to her and basically spin more of a profit just making more money more, more bank off free products yeah and when you say recycle you really mean resell and apparently caitlin takes all the hard work away she photographs the clothes and uploads it and that's basically it isn't it Yeah, that's right. So she markets the clothing to sell on to other people. So basically what has happened this week is that Wasteless has teamed up with the Bondi Bazaar Markets in Sydney to create an influencer market day. So it's being advertised as a charity garage sale where influencers will be in attendance to sell their clothing. So they're kind of marketing it as this meet and greet, you know, come and do a good thing donate to charity well but, buy buy clothes that are being donated to charity yeah and it kind of feels like a bit of a comic-con for influencers because there hasn't been really any influencer meet and greets mm. with the pandemic on so it is really a first chance for you to come and meet some of your idols i suppose yeah well the big draw card is sammy robinson as well as yaz tunchi i don't actually know who yaz Tun- is that so that's, that's Jade's sister yeah that's Jade's oh, sister okay all right yeah. Um, There's also Natalie Rosa, who I'm probably pronouncing wrong because I have no idea who she is either, and Isabel Clark. A notable absence is her best friend, Madison Woolley, who I'm really surprised isn't going to be at this meet and greet. It is interesting Madison won't be there because I feel like a lot of the clothes probably originally were hers. Now, is it true that there's a $10 entry fee just to get in for your chance to purchase some of these clothing? Yeah, well, it is very odd because I've taken a look back at the other events held at the Bondi Bazaar and there has been no entry fee, but for this event, it costs $10. Could this be because it is being touted as a charity event? Like, is some of that money going to the charity? Well, while it is being touted as a charity event, nowhere on the marketing collateral does it actually say which charity is being supported. So if you take a look at the event poster, Instagram post, and even Wasteless's website, it doesn't specify which charity it is. So I had to really dig to find out which charity may actually be receiving the money. So on Wasteless's website, it has a tab called Charity, and it outlines that the charity that Wasteless supports is Plan International Australia. But what is confusing is it supports this charity through every purchase made, not purchases made at this marketplace. So it outlines that Wasteless gives a minimum of 10% from every item sale to this charity. It also specifies that the influencer has the opportunity to increase their their percentage of money that is donated. 
Wasteless has actually been around for a couple of months now. So have there been any posts promoting the fact that, you know, this influencer has actually donated 60% to the charity, anything like that? Yeah, well, that's a very good point, Kate. I have seen nothing. So I would be very interested to see how it is communicated with the customer, how much of a percentage is donated to the charity. Yeah, exactly right. You would think that a brand based on charity would actually promote how much they've raised, you know, every month to support that charity. I mean, it's very ambiguous and it is quite clear that this is a small business that's being run. But when you are dealing with charities, you have to be so specific. And just to put this into perspective, this 10% deal is on all transactions with Wasteless. So as I specified, it's not just for the event. So I don't quite understand why they're touting this as a charity event. It's just what they do every day. And especially when they're not being specific, you you would assume that if you're paying $10 to get in, that that money would be going to a charity and it clearly is not. And a lot of people are asking questions on Wasteless's Instagram account about where the money's actually going to. One person wrote, what charity is benefiting from this event exactly? That was two days ago and it's yet to receive a response. And another person asked, what percentage of sales will be going to charity and does any of the ticket price go to charity? And that was also left unanswered. It's kind of hard to believe that someone running an influencer-based business isn't on their phone checking these sorts of information. So it's quite clear that they are avoiding commenting on it. It did make me think though, the fact that they are advertising that influencers are going to be at the event. Do you think that some of them charged a fee to attend and that's why there is an entry price? I don't Mm. think that any of them charged a fee to attend because I think that they're all friends and they all want to offload these clothes. And what also makes me feel super uncomfortable is the fact that these influencers are somewhat being applauded for giving their time to support a charity yet wouldn't they be supporting a charity more if they just simply went and dropped their clothes off at their local vinnies and just gave the clothes for free what like beck judd did with their pajamas yeah well i was gonna say that's (laughs) quite funny because beck judd has caused a big storm because she has been found out to donate clothes that she got for free Well, yeah, but to be fair, she's not been called out for donating clothes for free. It was the timing around the clothes. So for those who haven't seen the story, she was supporting one of her friends who launched a pajama wear line. And you guys would know the influencer. It was from Yummy Mummies. Yeah, Larinska from Yummy Mummies. Yeah, so basically (laughs) she's brought out a rather questionable pair of pajamas. I mean, Oh, they're hideous. Yeah, they're pretty hideous pajamas. And Beck Judd has done a post basically saying, hey you know go out and check them out so well the funny thing is she's wearing matching pajamas with her daughter billy so it's quite a cute little post um but yeah the next day so basically someone has spotted these pajamas at the local charity shop right near where beck judd lives and because they have only just launched the pajama line really only her and a handful of other people would have had them yeah Mm. and the op shop's in beck's area and it's quite funny because the person took a photo and sent it to celeb spell check so it's just gone nuts but they actually found a pair of jagged tights which is the (laughs) brand that beck owns so it kind of seems like she was offloading a lot of her stuff that day can i just say though that the reason people had an issue with this is as i said before the timing because she's there supposed to be supporting a friend and then the next second is just dumping the clothes at an op shop i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think that they obviously get sent a lot of stuff well better than her going to some market and selling it but could you not just but could you not just hold off from it because the discovery of these clothes which yes was very random has now overshadowed her friend's launch do you think that she would have ever imagined that someone would go down and to the charity shop and and make the connection i think it's Mm. so rare that that was to happen well I do get what Sophie's saying because it seems very disingenuous to post promoting someone's brand and then to like ship the stuff off to the op shot. However, do you think it might be a little bit rude of, say, Lorinska to expect her friend to post for free about her clothing? Well, are we sure it was for free? 
Well, I would assume it was for free. Well, you'd hope so because you'd if hope. she's been paid for it and then she's put them, you know, dumped them off at Vinny's and then sort of overshadowed the whole brand's announcement, but that's, then that's pretty bad. But that's what I find so ridiculous about this influencer apparent charity event at the Bazaar Markets because a lot of these influencers, they have been paid to promote these clothes that they're mm. now just handballing off and then claiming, oh, we're doing the charitable thing because all of these clothes go to landfill. The clothes that you've been paid to promote. Well, we did actually go into all of those details on a previous podcast, which we'll put in the show notes. The thing is, legally, she doesn't appear to be doing anything wrong from what I've looked at. But I do think there should be rules in place on the use of people calling something a charity event if less than half of the proceeds are going to charity. And I also feel... The way it's advertised is completely misleading and it really does need to be more specific. Yeah, it is kind of really murky in terms of whether this event could be potentially breaking the law because according to the Australian Consumer Law, it states if you are a charity, non-for-profit or fundraiser like this event is with activities in trade or, or commerce, then you are required by law not to mislead or deceive in relation to those activities. And one could argue that the poster promoting the event is quite deceiving because mm. it does label it as a charity event when in fact it's not well i think it's misleading in the fact that they give such a small amount of details is that you can kind of put your own spin on it well i also think the fact that it's not a new charitable offering they yeah. offer this 10 percent all times it's not just for the event so people going to the event aren't getting anything extra it will be interesting to see once the event is held and the money is made because i feel like at that point that's when people can get in trouble we saw it with oscar wiley recently who are a glasses brand and they were actually sued for millions of dollars because they said that that they were giving a pair of glasses to charity every time someone purchased a pair of glasses and people went back through their records and that didn't happen. I think what's obvious is that using a charity or a cause it seems very trendy at the moment because you can get really positive benefits for your company for doing it so you look really woke yeah it basically can increase sales and boost your brand equity because the consumer looks and says wow i agree with the brand i agree with that charity that they're Mm, aligning aligning themselves with with. however depending on how they're marketing it i think it can also be seen as an attempt to exploit the cause Mm. for gain which in this case i think is what has happened and in this case i also think consumers are going to turn away from that business because they are outraged by how misleading it all is yeah but and that's and that's the key word it is misleading if i was a young 16 year old and i saw that event poster and it said charity event or ten dollars i would assume that my money was going to charity and it's completely misleading on a completely different track it's really interesting because the guy who runs these markets is actually caitlin rodriguez's ex-boyfriend which just adds a whole nother layer to this Mm, and and it doesn't seem like that ended that well reading between the lines on their podcast so i wonder if this is something that was locked in a while ago and maybe that's why madison's not there maybe it's a protest i do actually hope that there is someone behind the business other than caitlin because it does seem that i don't actually think she needs she means any malice behind this i think that maybe she thinks she is doing the right thing and donating money to charity However, she could find herself getting in a lot of trouble for being quite naive and thinking Mm. that she is able to label this event as a charity event when it's clearly not 100% a charity event. But this is where people have to be so careful. I don't think just anyone can start off a business. There's legalities in place that you have to abide by. And it was really interesting because on Georgie Stevenson's Rise and Conquer podcast, she interviewed Brittany Saunders about her business. And Brittany was saying that she was really one of the first influencers to start a business. And they love watching how other influencers who are now popping up with their own business, has how they're actually tackling it. Because mm. 
I don't know, some of them just don't seem to, just some of them just seem to think it's easy and you can just throw an idea out there and it'll be automatically successful. But that's also the scary thing because you can start something like that and you could get sued for a lot of money and go into bankruptcy over over a small error like that. I do wonder what the legalities are around the influencers who are passing on their clothes to Caitlin because we saw with the fire festival that Kendall Jenner was actually held accountable for promoting the event. So it would be interesting to know whether if this event was seen to be mm. doing the wrong thing, whether that would fall on the influencers who are attending and selling their clothes. Mm. I would also like to know if Caitlin has spoken to the team at Plan International Australia because their name is, you know, as we've said, it hasn't really appeared on the posters, but it is mm. some somewhat in conjunction with her so I do wonder how they feel about the event it is all very bizarre to me because I've actually been involved in organizing a charity event for the 36ers so the club partnered with Beyond Blue to put a game together and we had fundraisers at the event I met with the organization's marketing team we were very much together and on the same page about how the event would run and optimizing opportunities for fundraising to be made and of course saying that we were putting on a Beyond Blue game was a big part of actually getting people to that game because it was supporting a good cause so I do find it very strange that they do not want to actually put Plan Australia's name on the event at all Mm. It's very strange, particularly when the draw card is that some of Australia's largest influencers are going to be there. So there is an opportunity to expand and grow a very worthy charity further by the influencers then tagging the charity in their posts. How amazing would it be if the ticket sales were going towards that charity and then 10%? I mean, that would be an amazing cause. And hopefully that's actually what's happening. But this brand is not being transparent about what is actually going on. Well, it's pretty clear that that's not what's happening, Amy. Yeah, because if it was happening, they would be the first to want to promote that. Mm. We'd love to hear your thoughts thoughts about this please head to our facebook community which is outspoken the podcast community and let us know what you guys think monica i'm quitting i just helped an 81 year old woman put on a thong and she didn't even buy it (laughs) i'm telling you i'm quitting that's it i'm talking to my boss right now yes i am 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 okay bye call me when you get this message Let's get into the influencer wrap and it's been a big couple of days in the influencer world. A lot of us are mourning the loss of Celeb Spellcheck. So on Friday, Celeb Spellcheck decided to archive all of her posts. Yeah, a lot of people thought that maybe the page had been removed by Instagram, but then at a closer look, you could see that the follow account was still there and the page was still able to receive messages. So it is clear that she has gone and archived the messages. When I initially saw this, my first thought was she must be being sued. Oh, I thought so too, considering the fact that every post was taken down, because if you are sued over a post, a lot of the time, the first call to action is to remove the offending material. And it seems like that could be what has happened in this instance. Mm. Well, I feel like this is something that has been brewing for a little while now, because if you listen to Shameless's recent segments on Celeb Spellcheck, they spoke about the fact that a number of high profile Melbourne people and influencers are not happy with the page and could potentially be pursuing legal their legal options i actually expected celeb spellcheck to kind of retreat and stop posting so much however she did the exact opposite and started to stoke the fires and began that whole story time influence the thing that created a lot more controversy and interest in her page well not only was she posting about all the influencer stories there was also the recent post of what appeared to be 
Lorena from The Bachelor allegedly snorting something. Yeah, it seemed to be a white substance mm. so people can draw their own conclusions. Yeah. I did see that one's pretty shocked that it was kept up. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this is next level. But this is what happens when people film stuff at parties. You're going to get stuff like that in the background. I do want to note that we actually have been in touch with Celeb Spellcheck and she told us to let everyone know that she's doing okay, that she's fine. So she didn't really go into the details. So we just really hope that her page is back up and running soon. The whole thing is if she has been sent some form of legal letter, you are not allowed to speak about that letter because you are binded by a confidentiality Mm. um, clause. Yeah, so she may in fact have been sent a legal letter and she can't say anything. The other possibility is that maybe she's over it all. Do you know what? It just, it absolutely pisses me off though that if she has been sent a legal letter by a bunch of influencers, it it kind of just reminds me of all the media companies that try and silence women over over mm. different issues it just it's, it's a, a power struggle it, it's really. an absolute power struggle and they're trying to stifle voices from speaking out about some of the silly things they do and holding them to account do you know what it just reminded me because diet prada is being sued by i believe gucci yeah and shameless actually spoke about that as a topic and they did bring celeb spell check up mm. so i do wonder if shameless knew that this is coming like if, if there like is it. a legal case brewing it's definitely someone from melbourne who yeah. would have sent this because i almost feel because the person who runs celeb spell check they appear to be from melbourne yeah well they've said they are and i feel like it's quite personal now mm. Mm. And, i do and, feel like it's personal and they've probably received a legal letter and they've probably been like this is not worth my why why am i doing this i'm not yeah. getting paid anything well, it's just and what, legal letters are very scary when you haven't received them before like your first reaction is i've got to do everything that this lawyer tells me to do because i just don't want the hassle the whole thing is you actually don't even have to reply to legal letters although if you feel like you need to it is good to go and check in with a lawyer but at the end of the day a lot of it is just there to threaten you it is future sophie here now since recording the podcast celeb Spellcheck has put out this statement She said, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for all of your lovely messages. I wanted to let you know that I'm completely fine. I am not being sued in brackets that I know of, laugh out loud, and I am not at risk of having my identity revealed. I will be taking a little break while I think about the future of this account. Moderating the comments has become quite time consuming in brackets, but very necessary, as is dealing with all of the other things that come with having a large audience. There's a lot to consider in terms of whether or not to reveal my identity whether to monetize the account, whether to dabble in gossip, what kind of content is and isn't acceptable with an audience of this size, etc. I will be back soon. To clarify, nothing has happened to bring this on. This is just something I have been thinking about for a while. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. Since putting out this statement, there have been a couple of influencers who have used it as an opportunity to take Celeb Spellcheck out of content and basically take a swipe at her. So The Bachelor's Kira Maguire screenshotted the statement and said, when an account that chooses to demoralize influencers declares that he or she wants to be one. And I just think this is completely unfair. Simply because she said she's looking into monetizing the account, it does not mean that she is becoming an influencer. She has clearly put a lot of time and energy into growing this account and her community. And she's also been putting a lot on the line. Yes, we don't know who she is yet, but there are obviously rumors out there that she is about to be outed so why shouldn't she receive any money when she has cultivated this large audience of her own 
I mean, I hardly think that we're going to be seeing her flogging HelloFresh or teeth whitening products. I mean, I feel like perhaps she could look at setting up a Patreon where people who enjoy her page could donate money. Or perhaps there could be little ad breaks in between Insta stories that don't include obviously her face or her trying to promote some product. I think there are definitely ways around it. I'd really be interested to see what you guys think. Would you pay money to support Celeb Spellcheck? Sophie Keisha, who has been held accountable by Celeb Spellcheck a number of times for breaking Melbourne's strict lockdown restrictions, has also hit out at Celeb Spellcheck. She reshared Kira McGuire's Insta story and said, I've been sent this by literally thousands of you. I'm with Kira McGuire. Lol. She then said, the only other comment I will make is how disappointing it is to see how many high profile individuals slash accountants slash celebrities slash companies regularly comment and engage. And after this week, promote a page that aims to humiliate and embarrass individuals publicly. When these people are the ones filling our feeds, preaching kindness, equality, acceptance, be better, etc, etc, etc. Don't get me wrong. Years ago, I loved the page. It was genuinely so funny. I think she is very witty and intelligent. Spelling errors or misuse of words definitely can create a laugh. Without a doubt, I've written something wrong here. But at times, I have been posted on there with completely, in capitals, factually incorrect information, accusations, especially at a time I was diagnosed, medicated, and at a risk to myself. And I know others have too. Lucky for me, it has never once impacted my work, but I can imagine for others it has. But what it has done is harm my mental health. And I just don't know how anyone thinks a page that does that to a fellow human is okay. It's horrible. It has the ability to create a bullying culture and that's just not okay for me. Shame it is for so many high profile accounts who should be sending a much better message to their audience. I know you'll read this. Please reconsider your approach and use your talents for something greater. I think we all have a chance to evolve and be better. While I do really feel for Sophie because she has clearly been going through some mental health issues, I do think it's quite interesting that she never had a problem with Celeb Spellcheck until they started calling her out for flouting the lockdown laws. I mean, in Melbourne, there would have been so many people struggling with not seeing their own families. And I do think that Celeb Spellcheck did a very good job of holding her to account because personally, if I was in that situation and saw Sophie breaking the rules, it would make me 10 times angrier and 10 times fed up with the situation. It is also interesting to note the passive aggressive little digs at a few of her ex-friends who were following the account, including Abby Gilmore and Annie Nolan. I just think she's on her high horse about this. And I think that they're taking this as an opportunity to create a new narrative about Celeb Spellcheck as though Celeb Spellcheck is purely interested in money and becoming an influencer herself. And I just think that is totally untrue. As I said earlier, we would love to hear your thoughts about this topic and whether you would support Celeb Spellcheck if she did look to monetize the page. Also, how do you feel about her potentially outing herself? Would you be interested in following her if we did know who she was? You can always buy a new dress, but you can't. By any life. It has been a big weekend for anonymous Instagram accounts because Salty's Day has come out of the woodwork. So a couple of weeks ago, her page just disappeared out of nowhere. And for those who don't know who Salty's Day is, it is a hate page that has been set up to kind of call Sarah's Day out. Mm. So on Friday, the Salty's Day account posted, I'm back to confirm this account was not removed by Insta or taken down. Looking for someone who wants to take this account on. So if you're interested, drop an emoji here and I'll hit you up with the login as I'm done. Jeez, that to me is very irresponsible. I mean, I'm not surprised coming from a hate page, but oh, here, (laughs) any other person that hates her, please take the page on. I mean, Mm. we've seen that this 
you can't just have anyone running these type of accounts. I have heard on the grapevine that apparently the reason that the page was deleted is because someone found out who Salty Day's boyfriend is and they contacted him and just said, look, I just wanted to make you aware of what your girlfriend is doing. And then suddenly the page was taken down. Now, is that, now is that a dumpable offense? Because yes. I can imagine if I was running a hate page on an influencer, <laughs> Reese would be like, what the fuck is this? I told Brandon about this and he's like, oh my God, I would be so disgusted in you if you did anything like that what, what's that meme where it says something like um imagine seeing your crush writing mean comments mm. like on a celebrity's page <laughs> is it just me though or i feel like it'd be so difficult to explain to your boyfriend what that was all about it because, would just look so petty yeah as fuck. it would look so bad is this chicken what i have or is this fish i know it's tuna but it, it says chicken by the sea well, moving on to another controversial story, and Gymshark athlete Morgan Maroney has been granted an exemption to leave Australia to meet up with her American boyfriend, Steve Cook. Now, we discussed this, like, I think, a couple of months ago on the podcast about how Morgan had flown over to America and then had to be sent back. So what's the latest? Yeah, so basically back in November, she tried to visit Steve in Utah and was detained and then sent back. And that was Gosh. despite the fact that she had reached out to an immigration lawyer to talk about what the right sort of visa was for her to get over in America. So there was a lot of confusion over it. And I have been following their story for a while now. I am quite an avid viewer of both of their YouTube channels. And at first I was really excited because she posted a story saying that finally they are going to be reunited. So on her Instagram page, she said that she would be meeting up with Steve in Dubai in two and a half weeks time. So how long have they been apart for now? Because I've got to admit, I don't follow them on Instagram or YouTube. So they have been apart for well over six months now. And Steve also took to social media to say he felt very grateful. And he explained that he can't actually travel to Australia due to the pandemic, but will be spending the next three to four months traveling abroad. This is where my mixed emotions kind of started happening because although they have explained that it, it was a very long process and they have been granted a travel waiver, I kind of felt for those people who don't have the money or the reasons to get these sort of waivers. I mean, they are working on a project at the moment together. So I assume that they are using this work commitment as an excuse to go and travel abroad. Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of influencers in the UK using Dubai as kind of a platform for them to travel around and vlog and take exotic photos. So I'm guessing the same thing goes for these two. Yeah, well, Morgan put up an Instagram story explaining in more detail. She said the Australian government went through her application and work contracts to see whether she met the requirements to leave. She said she's not allowed to enter the US until her separate US partnership visa is accepted, which doesn't look like it will happen until the end of next year. So once that is approved, she is going to be moving to the US for the short term. But as I said, she did reiterate she is going to be traveling to Dubai at the start of April and they have a number of work meetings and other projects that they are going to be working on. But she did also highlight the fact that obviously the main reason is so that they can see each other. Look, to be honest, if I had been away from my partner to six to eight months, I would probably be inventing something, you know, that I needed to see them for. Completely. I just think the thing that didn't sit well with me was Steve saying that they will be traveling for the next three to four months because I don't know, to me, it just at the moment, traveling just seems 
so off limits for everyone else yeah and it's, it's a real luxury yeah and i'm just so interested to see where they actually can travel to apart from dubai i feel like their post about them being reunited will be praised and then everything that follows is going to quickly go downhill and turn into some negativity yeah it's funny because on the other scale of things i am really looking forward to seeing some sort of travel content yeah it's kind of like you're living out what you want to be doing if i was in the uk i wouldn't want to be seeing that at no the moment, though you, 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 you threw my sandwich away. My sandwich. My sandwich. And moving on, and Shani Grimman has featured her new boyfriend, Jacob Tompkins, for the first time in her vlog. I was so interested to see how he would come across in this vlog because I've got to admit, I've been getting the ick over him in Shani's Instagram story. Yeah, the first time I saw him, I was like, wow, he's ultra good looking. Yeah. But as we've seen more of his personality evolve on Instagram, yeah, I've been getting the ick myself as well. Like, I don't know, he's, I know he's 20 years old, so he's a lot younger than me, but he just seems so immature and juvenile. It's funny because after watching this YouTube, the ick grew for me and I feel Mm. like he was trying to be really loud and weird and show off and I didn't like it because I feel like with Shani, her boyfriends usually play that supporting role. Mm. So it's kind of more of a platform for her to show off her kooky, weird side, whereas I feel like they were almost competing for attention. It's weird too when you do look at her dating history. She went out with Jonathan who was considerably older than her Mm. and then Tommy was also older than her. So it is strange that now she has gotten older herself, she is opting for someone who is considerably younger than her. Yeah. Well, Well, not considerably. It's only a couple of years, but I feel like they're important years. Well, it's been interesting because Shani's been posting a lot of photos of her and Jacob together on her unfiltered page. And I feel like their personalities and their relationship comes across a little bit more on that. And she gave an insight into the first night she met him. So apparently she was the one that approached him when she was out and he was DJing. And she basically went up and said, I'm Shani. And I found that this was quite a big moment for her because she's spoken a lot about having social anxiety and being shy so she must have really liked what she saw yeah she said she didn't give a fuck going up to him and said she was obsessed with him from the beginning so i do wonder if she's more in love with his appearance and his personality (laughs) oh that's a bit harsh Well, I wonder if he knew who she was because there's not many people out there called Shani. Like, I wonder if she was pulling, like, the big baller game. Like, I'm Shani Grimmin. Well, she was filming herself in front of his set and kind of zooming up on herself and zooming up on him. So she must have felt pretty confident to do that because, I don't know, if you're Joe Blow on the street doing that, I don't think a guy would respond well to that. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm sure she had a bit of Dutch courage in her. Another thing that was quite funny that came out of the vlog was a unfiltered moment that she probably should have deleted. So her friend came over and found a condom wrapper on their couch. <laughs> on their couch? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it, that's the funniest thing. When I watch these vlogs and you see the influencer like in the car and the, the camera drops off the dashboard. I mean, it's disgusting that they're driving with their camera. But, you know, these moments that could very easily be edited out, I feel like that would be one of them. I feel like that was miscommunication. I don't know what. What do you mean miscommunication? You said what you said. No, they asked yes, me. Yes, you did. They you asked. Wait, no, you said it. And now what? You're saying you didn't. They asked you a question. Maybe you should have been a gentleman. I was just repeating the question. You, you were dragging me over and I just... Yeah, found... and what? Do, because you're a follower, Tom. Can you not have your own opinion? Well, you shouldn't have said that about me, okay? I, I didn't did not have... say it. Yes, you did. I think we should finish off with Sky Wheatley's baby shower. Now, this was held on a Wednesday night, which was a very peculiar time. 
I feel like if I had been invited to an event on a Wednesday night, I would definitely flake out of it. Like I'd come up with an excuse not to go. (laughs) What was unusual about this event as well is that, you know, usually at a baby shower, you have pink or blue balloons depending on the gender, but she had mint green balloons. Yeah, I actually like the balloons. I was wondering if it was something to do with forest and the color green. Like I wonder if there's her new baby boy's name is going to match his. But of course, Wednesday was also St. Patrick's Day. So was that was that something to do with it? I feel like it could have been paying homage to <laughs> Maybe his name's Patrick. Maybe. That's a good tip. I don't know. I don't feel that name's unusual enough for yeah, them. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit too mainstream. Patty? Patty, maybe. Well, what was a bit over the top was one of the presents that Sky Wheatley got gifted at the baby shower. Now, we've spoken about baby showers before, and usually you give an item for the child, so some sort of toy or clothing. Yeah. So Sky Wheatley was given a Gucci bucket hat for herself. Oh, for herself. For herself. And on top, so she Instagrammed the fact that it was Gucci, and on top of the Gucci box was three $100 bills the hell it was just bizarre and it was i mean the guest was of course another influencer it is a mummy blogger called mimi who has over three hundred thousand followers so i don't think she's short for cash but do you think it was, was like bizarre. do you think it was like re-gifted because i mean the cash kind of screams out oh shit i forgot to get re-gifted. something no i don't think it was re-gifted at all that's bizarre like that's a very strange present i'd be really interested to hear what other weird presents people have received at baby showers because I don't have a child myself. I've never had a baby shower, but I was under the assumption you're supposed to buy a gift for the child. Look, I could see maybe something for the mum that was related to pregnancy, like if it was Mm. a breast milk, sorry, breast pump or something like that. But yeah, Gucci hat. I I just find it funny when people think that the height of fashion is just slapping some designer brand on something. Like I would not be seen dead in this hat. (laughs) Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you have enjoyed it, could you please make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star rating? And I really hope that on Friday that you're here, Sophie, because I hope you haven't gotten my terrible cold. Yeah, I better not have succumbed to this. Yeah, you'll be blaming Amy again. Thank you.